You are listening to a special edition of the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast. Our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed, is preaching a series of messages entitled Feast Days of the Nation of Israel. It is our prayer that these live recordings will be a blessing and an encouragement to you, our radio listeners. So they were to take all the leaven and they were to put it in a bag and they were to take the bag outside the house and they would burn it. Now, the old-fashioned revival meetings they used to have, I've done this in some meetings, Uh, they would uh, take all their junk and uh, dirty magazines, whatever, and dirty romance novels, give me an amen, ladies, come on now, and uh, they would put it in a black bag and whatever they felt wasn't acceptable. In other words, if Jesus was to come into your house, would there be something there that would not be acceptable to him? Huh? And that, they would take it, and they put it in a black bag. They'd take it out there, would have a bonfire. Amen. Burn it up. See that? So that's what they did. And Jesus, remember now, Jesus was bearing our sins on the cross, and he bore what? Our reproach without the camp. Right? All right, so once, once all the, that's done, uh, and of course, in order for the remembrance of dealing with this leaven, they save a place uh, usually one place, sometimes several places in the house, so that the kids can find some leaven. Because they're trying to give them an object lesson. They want them to find some leaven, even though there's not supposed to be any leaven. And so they'll go around and they'll find some leaven in specific locations. And um, with, um, with this uh, feather here, okay, they'll just put that leaven right there. And, and Dixie, there's leaven here, uh, just to let you know, okay. And, uh, you know, they burn it. Amen. All right. Okay. I thought you guys were going to surprise me, and I wouldn't be able to find nothing. Hey, listen, there's never been a place I haven't found something. I'll go in the piano if I have to. Amen. But the idea for us is when we come to the house of God, all right, we, we need to take care of the leaven, all right? <laughs> but one of the things that destroys a church one of the things that divides a local church is leaven. One of the things that makes you backslidden on God is leaven. A little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. So we're supposed to what? Purge out the old leaven that we might become a new lump. See that? So this, this right here gives an under, a better understanding as when you take the Lord's table. right? Make sure your sins are confessed and up to date. Well, what, what would it be like if you have sin on your heart and you haven't gotten right with God about it and you partake of the Lord's table? You would be guilty of taking the Lord's table unworthily. It doesn't mean that we're worthy to take it, but we would be taking it in a way that is a mockery, an offense, uh, without reverence to what Jesus did, right? So, take care of the sin. Take care of the sin before you get to the house of God, right? So that uh, you can have a clear conscience before the Lord. So after they do that, then uh, they, they take this, uh, this cup of water, we pour it out like this, okay? And then we just clean our hands there and dry it on this clean towel here. And then we would take the left hand and hold that clean part right there. See that? All right? Because remember, now this, this part right here is dirty, isn't it? I didn't clean this hand yet. And then we we go like this. So now 
Both hands are clean. So how do we get our hands clean? By the washing of water by the Word. Amen? Every day we need to be in the Bible. Every day we need to memorize His Word. Every day. And you know what helps us not to sin? Thy Word have I hid, what? In my heart. Why? That I might not sin against thee. Right? Why is it that we sin as a Christian? You think we would never sin as a Christian. Well, we'll sin as a Christian if we're not in His Word. So that's the sanctification there. Of course, during this time, they have the lighting of the candles is a, uh, is a reflection of the seven-branch candlestick, and that speaks of Jesus is the light of the world. Amen? And we are children of light. So my question to you is, how bright is your light? You live in this community here, and you know it's dark, right? You know it's wicked. You know they need the Lord. But the Lord Jesus said that we should not hide our candle behind a bush. We need to have it out so everybody can see it. The Bible tells us, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. So the more you live a godly life, the more you memorize verses, the more you have tracts on you and give them out, the more you do things that please the Lord. Amen the more this community will be turned upside down for Jesus. You say, well, I've already been. We've already gone door to door. You could turn the light back on, please. You, you, you could have said, we've already uh, gone door to door and everything. Well, we've got to go door to door again. And again, and again, and again. No, God never said to stop. And then the couple blessing, uh, they recite those four questions to remind uh, the Jews of the blessing of being delivered from Egypt. And then we get to the, the cup of redemption. And, uh, of course, now this right here is the Passover plate, and each one of these objects represents, uh, one is the choroset, it's like a paste, and it represents the bricks that they had to make without straw. Uh, then they have the parsley that's dipped in salt water. That's to remind them of the bitter tears, of the, of the hardship they went through. As you see, this big bone here. Uh, that's not exactly a shank bone of a lamb, right? It's probably a shank bone of a cow. I don't know what. But it's big for the, just to kind of show you. So they, they don't go and kill a lamb for Passover. Uh, it, it's a bloodless sacrifice. They're supposed to kill a lamb. They're supposed to go through all those procedures, but they don't. So they have this shank bone of a lamb. And, and then there's other things on here. Uh, and then, of course, they have that egg on there. So what does the egg have to do with Passover? Anybody want to know what the egg has to do with Passover? Come on, nothing. <laughs> you are listening to a series of messages preached by Dr. Freed entitled Feast Days of Israel. If you would like to have a copy of this series in its entirety, you may call us at 844-644-4426. Now, if you're calling to receive this free MP3 CD, or if you have questions about who Israel's true Messiah is, that number, once again, is 844-644-4426. Or you can go to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net. There, you can find archives of each broadcast and an in-depth list of of over 150 prophecies that the Lord Jesus fulfilled in the Holy Scriptures. That web address 
is www.hopeofisrael.net. And now, here is the remainder of today's broadcast. Uh, did you ever read uh, Hislop's book on the two Babylons? That book is a classic book, and I'd recommend for you to get it. It's, it's, it's deep reading. It's a little bit hard reading. But it shows where all these holidays come from. You know, King Herod was not an Israelite, and he celebrated both Passover and the celebration of Ishtar. Ishtar uh, quickly is, the, in the, uh, Jeremiah talks about the Queen of Heaven and the way the Queen of Heaven story goes. And this is just mythology. It's not true, obviously. But the Queen of Heaven lays a big old egg. I mean, it was a big egg. And it landed in the river Euphrates. It broke open. And guess who came out? Anybody have a, a, a guess who came out? Of <laughs> it was the sun god. His name was Ishtar. All right? And that's where that egg comes from. And, and has nothing to do with Passover. And may I say that the egg has nothing to do with Easter either. Come on now. And I know that ruined it for a lot of the kiddies. They won't do an Easter egg hunt anymore. But that's, if, you know, that's the truth about it, okay? The egg has nothing to do with Passover. The egg has nothing to do with Easter. And much more can be said about all that. All right. And then uh, let me just quickly talk about the cup. What's in the cup? We know that the cup cannot be alcoholic wine. Though the Jews use alcoholic wine today, they, they ought to know better. Alcohol is fermentation. Fermentation is leaven. You're not supposed to have leaven in the Passover. And when we take the Lord's table, are we supposed to have a cup of wine? Now, I know some of you would like to have a cup of wine. You know, after all, the Bible says a little wine. Uh, take a little wine for your stomach's sake, right? Do you know that alcohol is the worst thing for a stomach ailment? Do you know that the minute you, taste, you take alcohol into your blood, it starts killing blood cells, uh, brain cells? The alcohol is not good for anything except for maybe uh, some medicinal purposes, you know, for infections and stuff like that. But this cup here, Jesus said very clearly what it's supposed to be. He said, the fruit of the vine. That's pretty clear, right? The fruit of the vine. So the cup should be without sin, and it should be grape juice. Welch's grape juice is pretty good. I don't know if you use Welch's grape juice. You could get uh, some of that Kedem right from Israel, amen? If you really want to get technical about it, they could do the wine press thing. Man, that'd be real. Come on now. The blood of the grape. Come on now. All right. The disciples are there, actually not sitting around a table, kind of laying, reclining. And the, the typology is that, like in a wedding, a Jewish wedding, um, I, I come to my wife here, you know, many years ago, right? It's been, well, 42 years ago. Hey, sweetheart, would you be my bride? I drink all of it now, honey. And the minute she took that, and it was sealed. And uh, now we are husband and wife. And then I would walk away and I would say to her, I got to follow tradition and I'm, I'm going to have to go to my father's house and I'm going to have to, you know, build that bridal chamber for you. Amen. And, uh, and when daddy tells me it's ready, I'm coming to get you now. But in the meantime, get yourself ready. Amen. Be wait, waiting for me. Be watching for me. That's all what John 14 is talking about when he said, in my father's house are, not will be, but are many mansions. And he said, I go to prepare a place. What place was that? That bridal chamber. And it's a big one too. (laughs) And that's why he's waiting at the door. Lord Jesus waiting. But the Heavenly Father says, go get your bride. Amen. He'll come and kidnap 
kidnap the bride, and we'll be out of here. All right. I got to finish with this. I, there's three, three matzo breads, and I'll just tell you, uh, this whole thing represents the triune Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. They take the top one, put it in the top of this matzo bag, and they take the middle one, and they put it in, in the middle one here, and they take the last one and put it on the bottom. There, there's three compartments, okay, in this matzo bag. But during this process here, as it leads into the fourth cup, they will take the afikomen. What the afikomen is, is that the matzo bread is going to be uh, broken. Before I tell you about that, let me tell you about the matzo bread. The matzo bread has holes in it, all right? Remember what happened to the Lord Jesus? His side was pierced, right? You see these burnt marks right here? Uh, that, that talks about, like I was mentioning there, about roasting with fire. The fact that he experienced the full weight of the judgment of Almighty God. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. And we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. If you are of Jewish descent and would like to know more about the new covenant prophesied in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, or maybe you're curious as to why true Bible-believing Christians have always supported Israel, please contact us. As a token of our love and appreciation, we would like to give you a beautifully bound Hebrew-English new covenant referred to as the New Testament. This Prophecy Edition Bible will be a great addition to your library and it will help you understand why those who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, have always loved, supported, and prayed for Israel. Now if you're writing to let us know you're listening or if you're requesting one of these beautiful Hebrew-English New Covenants, you may do so by going to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That's hopeofisrael.net. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia. 30127. Once again, that's P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. 